0: Here we fucking go. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Off the top of the dome. Here we go. Okay. Shake your big dicks. Nah. No, okay, kids. We're family friendly here. Okay, we're family friendly. This is like a freestyle rap for kids. Has your mom got a big booty? If so, you gotta tell her she's got the toe. T-O-N-Y, I'm gonna break it off. I got to break your mama's booty. I don't know, fuck, hang on, hang on, hang on, let me try it again. Hey kids, are you ready? I'm a clown. I got a big red nose like a mama's vulva. No, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I'm a, hang on, clean, 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 clean. <clears throat> okay. Hey kids, here we go. You ready? I can make balloon animals, except they are not animals. vaginimals, vaginimals, oh, no, 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 forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it. Balloon, balloon vag- animals. Ah, oh, can you believe that it is, uh, that it is September. And you know what that means? That means the year's gone, that means the year's gone. That means the year is gone. That means that next week you're gonna have the John Lewis ad, and it'll just be la 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 la, la Christmas, la, la la la, just around the corner, la, la la. And you know what? You know what? You know what's gonna happen, right? Well, I can't wait to see the first one, right? It'll be because what else can you say? What else can they say in the marketeers about Christmas? It'll be something like, you might not have had the 2020 you wanted, but at least in Tesco, you can have the Christmas you want. Happy Christmas. You know, <laughs> you might not have got everything you wanted this year. But here, at Maxall, you can have everything you want at Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. You know? <laughs> you might not have had the laughs. You might not you might have seen hundreds of thousands of people die this year. But at Burger King <laughs> you can have a hundred thousand chili cheese bites for two. Um, that's the only thing I tell. Let me tell you, the chili cheese bites are the only thing propping up the di- the dead, the failing Burger King, failing Burger King. I shouldn't have said that. I did a voiceover for Burger King. I like, I love Burger King so much. Come here to me. I love it. All right? <laughs> um, I actually do. I actually do. But their premises need a facelift. They need they just set up those big iPads I'd set it on the on, on the Patreon, right if you go in there now that I'm going into McDonald's right and they occasionally go into McDonald's my wife's not gonna listen to this right she doesn't listen to me she't doing do you' fucking listen to me at home I'm only messing she listens to me too much um or at least the ratio for who's listening to who is who anyway. um, <clears throat> knew but now with the big kind of big iPads and the touch screens you can go into McDonald's you're wearing a mask you're wearing sunglasses. You're like the fucking invisible man going in ordering whatever you want. There is no responsibility. You don't have to even face someone with your actual face to pick it up. You're Throw another hash brown in there. Throw 20 hash browns in there as well, actually. Um, and like, what Halloween? Like, what are we going to do for Halloween? I mean, look, you'll already... You'll, I suppose you'll already be wearing the masks. <laughs> no, a different type of mask. Um, you'll probably be wearing the masks... Can you be going around to everyone you know's gaff in the neighborhood getting food off them, eating food? Do you know I thought would be a really funny, uh, really funny, um, you know, those little, um, those little um, minerals, you know, the little um, Robinson squeezy little things you put in your in your water. Um, someone coming into your house and you just hold one out like that and without saying anything, but holding it out as if it was hand sanitizer, you know. I like, go. Oh, here you go. Welcome to the gaff. Do you want a quick, and don't say what it is, I'll then squeeze the juice in their hand. I've recorded a lot of podcasts this week. I've recorded a lot of podcasts this week, right? As you know, I'm going to mistake cash. So, uh, in a genius move, what I've decided to do is get you to give me the content, right? In part two of Moon Chore Ragnarok Back to School Special. So we have that. We have my thoughts on back to school. What am I going to talk about? Uniforms? Stationery? Oh, my God. You have all of that to look forward to and more today on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show.
1: Don't what shit show. I know, I, know, I, know, I know. the show don't what Shit Show. Ah.
0: Yeah. Uh. Lovely stuff there. i a bit of water. I'm not a bit water today. So, come here to me, uh, back to school, huh? Your back to school special. I tell you what I like about the back to school thing, right? I like new stationery, right? I like new copybooks. books. You get that new copybook. book, it's day one. You start right now on the line, everyone's real neat, it's real pristine. You almost even convince yourself, hey, maybe I can write this neat forever. Maybe this is just my kind of writing. And you get down to even the other side of the page and you fuck it up. You scribble something out. You tear the page out. That's just just my life. (laughs) It's me. It's not just accepting this is how I write. This is what my life is like it's like, no, let's just tear out the front page and tear out the front page and just think, no, this is no, this is actually the new page of the copybook. Actually, this is actually the new page of the copybook and everyone's going to be neat. Everyone's going to be great. Man, Just Man, that's how you fucking write. You're not a neat writer. You know? Do you like that? Do you like this little bit of material? <laughs> Man, my life... No, i not doing that voice. My life's like a bloody copybook. <laughs> I hear somebody is chuckling. I think you know what I'm talking You know the way you get out of the page? I'm not even doing it again. But, I, you know, the, the back-to-school swag, because I'm such a swag slut, that I would almost convince me that it's fine, you know, getting a new jumper. After we had the jumper in first year that went down to your arms, you know, big long arms like Mr. Tickle, running around, bleep, 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 flailing your arms like a, like an inflatable tube man, you know. And then all of a sudden you've worn it out, you've worn out the sleeves, you've cleaned too much orange juice off the table. It smells your arms just smell like citrus. This is just for me personally, I think. This is maybe not material. <laughs> and it's actually you know, as well, it is weird, right? Now as an adult I change my shirt uh, every single day. But back then I'd probably do two shirts a week. And I'd probably change you know, I'd do two days with the first one, then Wednesday I'd change and then I'd go three days. I'd do three days on the on the on the second shirt. And by the end I would just be I'd smell like chicken soup. Do you know I'd Smell like a soup, a soupy boy, you know. And context is everything, right? Because if you walk into a kitchen, you're like, hmm, chicken soup, that's fantastic." But on a boy, you're like, "Oh no, oh dear, oh dear Lord." Um, So you can almost convince yourself you're like, "Oh, we're getting some new, we're getting some new uniform, we're getting some new swag." I'm actually excited now about going back. You know, context is everything. Um, I tell you what I used to do, though, right? I tell you, confidence is key. Right. It's an example of just confidence. I'm like bloody. What's it? Focus with uh, Margot Robbie and bloody. Uh, and Bloody Will Smith. Um, was that it? Never drop the con. Focus. Never drop the con. Salt. Who is salt? I love when there's a, a movie slogan that's bigger than the focus. Never drop the con. Um, or was it called confidence? What was it called? I think it was called focus. Hang on. What was it called? Will Smith. Focus, yeah, never drop the con. I didn't like them together, though. I didn't like them together because I know his age and I know her age. I didn't like that, you know. Um, anyway, confidence is everything, right? So you'd have all your school jumpers and everything like that. Everyone had the school jumpers. school reach, Navy jumper, had the crest and all like that. The prefects, though, I was not a prefect. The prefects were allowed wear uh, a hoodie. They were given a special prefect hoodie that had the art school reach crest on it and it was a kind of a pullover hoodie. Rather than being pulled off, am I right? Um no, but it was a pullover hoodie, didn't have a zip, right? I I so now I, I saw a hoodie and was like, nah, I gotta have a zip. I'm an emo boy, right? Normally it would have something scrawled across my chest that would have to be usually separated. It could be a heart in the middle, and then when you'd unzip it, it would like unzip the heart, meaning that you're heartbroken. <laughs> Essentially meaning you're fucking one, like, being a little emo. Like, listen to them songs. It is just incel anthems. Why don't you just actually talk to a girl and realize they're the same as you? and They have the same insecurities. And acting like, So, I was talking to Terry about this yesterday, right? I was talking about kind of like geek culture. And because um, I was telling her about how I was realized that my mom probably is a big gamer probably would have been in a different time a gamer because she was so good at Tetris. Um, so she's so good at Candy Crush and she can uh, set everyone's video recorders really well, right? And we got to kind of talking about how kind of there's this kind of, you know, the chauvinism that goes across loads of things, but especially in kind of gaming and being a gamer. And from my experience of being a nerd, you know, I would probably see a girl back then trying to get into, you know, gaming. Like, a, you know, someone maybe my age, say I'm like 13 and I'm identifying as a nerd, and there's someone else at a Comic-Con There's a girl identifying as a nerd, I would probably be like, no, you can't be a nerd, because you haven't suffered like I've suffered, you know? It's kind of like you haven't experienced, you know? Like, of course they have, because not only are they as socially awkward as you, as marginalized by their group in a weird way for not being into sport, if you even want to think that, in the end of the day, it's just they that, their interest was sport, your interest was fucking games. Um... They also have to contend with being a fucking woman, <laughs> you know. So the more, even more sympathy. It's just fucking insight. Inco- anyway, anyway. So anyway, I had a hoodie. <laughs> I had a hoodie with a zip on it. Right. Um, I had a navy hoodie with a zip on it, and I cut my crest off my jumper. Had it. I didn't sew it. I mean, my sew. Right. I haven't fucking sew. And I sewed. It, and I used to wear that. Walk around, pure confidence. Got away with it for two years. No one said, "Hey." So occasionally they'd be like, "Hey, that's not a that's not a jumper." And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'd just walk away and get away with it. Actually, I'm just going to stand up now. So, yeah, I'd be walking around with these, um, with my black cons, right? I got my cool hoodie. I got my hood up, limo fringe, cool glasses, and my black cons. You never said, so you said black shoes. You never said brogues. Ah, so laughed that you never said brogues. So I wouldn't really get in trouble for it. Do you remember, though, if I had to wear a shoe, it it would be a kind of black brogue. It would be like if you had to draw a cartoon shoe. Do you know what I mean? Standard heel, standard laces, do you know what I mean? But a kind of rounded dome toe, do you know what I mean? Like a round toe, right? I did try pointy shoes for a while. They would have stung at the time. I remember fucking wearing the heels off me roundy pointed shoes when I was a little, uh, when I was a little indie boy. I had a little, uh, you know, the carrot fit jeans and I had the, 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 the pointy shoes. We'll talk about that another time. We're talking about back to school right now. But you remember the lads who'd be walking around with the big... Chunky black shoe. You still see lads wearing now going to like meetings and all, like wearing suits and wearing this shoe. It wasn't like convex, like rounded out like a brogue is. It was actually concave, like we had a kind of ridging on the outside, like a kind of raised wall around the toe of the shoe and a kind of scoop. Do you remember that? They looked like fucking spoons. Like lads walking around with these spoons. Little tiny doll spoons. Well, they weren't tiny. Big chunky heel on them. I cannot I'm so sorry. I am all about respecting people. I'm all about individuality. I'm all for you if you want to go down norm core. If you want to dress norm core. But if you are if you if you rock up at a meeting and you got two little spoon shoes, right? I cannot respect you. I honestly can't respect like I actually, unfortunately, do do that. And I notice myself doing it. I'm trying to stop. I try and stop myself. I'm trying not to judge people in general. But even now, if I see you, because my, my, my eyes might do that, do a quick little scan. If you're wearing them spoon, them bowl shoes, like you're trying to fetch water from a well with your shoes, then I can't, I genuinely, I'm not even messing. I can't respect you. <laughs> I can't respect you. Big black spoon shoes, right? And kind sp- of like dubs, kind of like Dubaris, like you know? But not like Dubaris, right? Boat shoes. Speaking of which, right? How did that. I feel like I'm go- Cantwell goes off on shoes. Um, <laughs> the dubs. How is it? I sometimes feel like life is like an open source Reddit game. Where someone is like, "Hey, this is my new life simulator. Uh, throw in whatever you want," and someone just point, you know, decides, "Yeah, I want a small portion of Dublin girls to be obsessed about boat shoes that you wear on a boat." Right now, this is hack material from twenty years ago, but I honestly, like, like wh- what, what, I- <laughs> like for a yacht, like boat, like imagine going with bowling shoes. Like, what, my God, my son, is he going to be walking around with those, like, cycling shoes, not for cycling? Clack, 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 clack. Now, you know, son, they're, they're uh, cycling shoes. Oh, my God, Dad. Clack, 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 clack. Anyway, I don't bloody know. Bloody bowling shoes will be bloody next. Bloody fucking clown shoes the kids will be wearing now. A, Do you see these bloody kids that be clean now with now? Bloody boat shoes. I said you'll be bloody out in the fucking boat if you don't change your shoes. I'm very abusive to my children. Do um, you know it is a shame that you don't have the kind of schoolyard vibes. Maybe I think they are going back to school. I don't know what the fucking vibe is. I haven't looked into it at all. But if they're not going back, because like well, you normally get like what's the fucking talk, you know, cheer. Do you hear Jono and Junior Infants, you know, lost his virginity over the summer? Do you know what I mean? You'd hear stuff like that, you know, (laughs) or whatever. You'd hear some mad rumors, you know. You'd have, you know, girls running around. Sorry, Sinead, do you know what? Sorry, guys, do you hear WAP over the summer? WAP, do you hear WAP? Do you know what that actually stands for? Do you know what that actually stands for? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Move on to the. Charlotte, do you you know what WAP actually stands for? (laughs) No, do you not know? Oh my God, do you not know what WAP actually stands for? Oh my God. Charles doesn't know what WAP actually stands for. white ass pants, bow, bow, bow. and then starts walking around with a parachute pants. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then the lads be going, Here's you, here's you, lads. See, like, yeah, uh, did you, lads, like, see WAP on? No, but like, did you see like the explicit version? Like, they were like boobs and they're like spraying all like sauce and all. <laughs> anyway, sure. So, I asked all of you, my followers, huh? My followers. So, you know, the way Jesus only had 12 followers, well, on TikTok, I was like, get out of here with that blasphemy. Um, so I, um, I asked you, my followers, actually speaking of fucking soft blasphemy, right? I got done for a bit of soft blasphemy, right? There was some song that we used to sing, some hymn that we had to sing in like third class. And the song was like, eat this bread, drink this wine or some shit like that, right? Uh, it was all about transubstantiation. And um, and I was I was like holding court, making people laugh. And I was all like, eat these chips, drink this carrot juice. And then my teacher flipped at me. And he was like, how dare you for our Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know what that means? And he was like, well, fucking lay off, man. Do you know what I mean? Lay off or I'll accuse you. I'll accuse you of something. Um this is the same teacher, I oh know, I really liked him. This is the same teacher who uh, who laughed when he thought Owen Hart's death was a joke. And we were like, oh, no, sorry, he's actually dead. Um, but I thought I was in big trouble then. I tell you all, right, this is the this is like legendary in terms of like how I thought my mate was going to die, right? The Tom Green show had come out we were like fourth class, fourth or fifth class, right? And, of course, just this was before Jackass. We'd never seen anything like this. He's doing pranks. He's messing with people. He's picking up poo. And then the Bum Bum song comes along and just blows us all away. My
1: bum is on the rail. Bum is on the rail. Look at me. My bum is on the rail. My bum is on the man. Bum is on the man. It's a lot of fun to put your bum on a man. My bum is on the step. Bum is on the step. Don't fall on the
0: And then at the end, it was like, "Get the poo off my bum." Couldn't get on Napster quick enough to download the "Bum Bum" song, you know. Um, so we were all singing, you know, like "Get the poo off my bum" and all this stuff. We were singing variations of the "Bum Bum" song, right? So we were leaving school, right? And our principal, Mister Daly, was walking right behind us, right? And my mate didn't see this. We were singing the "Bum Bum" song, right? And then we were like, get the poo off my bum, right? And then he starts jumping and dancing and he goes, my mate Joe, and he goes, get the poo off John Daly's head. And the principal, and the principal heard him. And he said, what? Get the poo, and like poo on his head. And we just thought he's fucking dead. And he bolted down the road. He bolted (laughs) And, um, and chased after him and caught him. And then said, come fucking see me, uh, come see me in my, we don't call it the principal's office, we call it my office. Come see me in my office tomorrow. And I thought, he's fucking dead. He's going to be shot in his chair, like Connolly. You know, he's going to be too, you know, he's going to be shot dead. He's going to shoot this boy in the face because of what he did. And he ended up just being, I was just singing a song, and those are. And I think he said, those are exactly the lyrics. Those are exactly the lyrics. Um, and he got away with it. Anyway, I asked for your moon chore Ragnarok. Times when a teacher absolutely flipped. These are some of my favorite stories, but I realize now some of you now some of you don't get what makes a funny story, and cruelty is not one of them. You can't be sending me stories being we used to have this big fat bitch called like, I'm not even going to read that shit. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to you know. So don't be whatever it is. It can't be cruel. You know, it can't be like, so we were like breaking up glass into small little fragments and feeding it to our teacher over the course of a year, you know, or any of that shit. You know what I mean? I I don't want this to be like fucking Oz. You know, I just want a fun little story about a innocent, an innocent little statement or something small that someone freaked out about. You know, that's all that's all I'm after. Right. It's not too hard. And you're going to help me with it. Right. So let's let's do a little, a little short one just to uh, just to kick us off here. Just to kick us off. Here we go. And also, just so you know, the music that I featured in the last moonshore Ragnarok is the theme from Grange Hill. The old theme from Grange Hill. People were asking about it. Um, all right, here we go. Here's a couple of little small ones, right? Just Jordan 97 says, um, teacher asked what planet my mate was on. He said Ireland instead of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> what bloody planet are you on? Ooh. Ireland. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What bloody planet are you on? What bloody... Do you know what I fucking hate as well, right? This is, this is one of my pet peeves, right? Is, um, you know, when you're like, Sir, can I go to the toilet? I don't know. Can you? Well, I don't know. Fucking can I? Answer the fucking question. Like, I wish... Just give me a fucking day of my brain now to go back and just fucking say the shit. You know what I mean? What would I say to that? Sir, can I go to the toilet? I don't know. Can you? What witty thing could I say to that? Well, you fucking, you you cunt, you fucking prick. You fucking prick. You fucking prick. That's what I keep saying. And then I'd be like, what are you going to do? Fucking smack me. (laughs) I don't know. I'd have to think about it. That's the thing. You remember them after the fact. Next one. James Gabriel Martin. (laughs) I once farted so loud and so aggressively, my teacher said, is there a truck horn out there? (laughs) what the fuck Um, I love that I like to do a thing um, not that you know TC don't pass gas but if it was to happen if it was to happen um, I might make um, you know the joke about it being maybe a duck um, you know oh bloody ducks and bloody ducks everywhere Jesus Christ there must be a bloody pond out somewhere infestation outside Jesus Christ I really commit to it, like standing up, staring at the window. I tell you, I'd love one of those nest controllers. Take out some of these ducks, bloody duck hunt. I tell you, <laughs> oh, bloody peeking Must be peeking in here, peeking at me, fucking hole. A blue duck, I've heard it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's a good one. Um, next one here from my mate John Carroll. Teacher asked, "Where do plants make their food?" And I said, "The kitchen." Get out! Get out of here! I love that. In the kitchen, though, um, and then Joey Giron got kicked out for not being able to stop laughing. Hey, me too, me too, John. I would have been there. Reminds me of. Um, well, this wasn't really a. See, I was always just. Uh, I think even if I did go back in the young body, I mean, if I tell you, if I went back in my fucking young body, I'd be fucking, I'd be going around hitting up the Morrison, scoring old, old, old hot milfs. Is what I'd be doing. if i were to go i was thinking if i went back to my body then and i was in school and i was in like four chair or something like that you know i'd be cruising i'd be cruising all the luxury hotels looking for you know (laughs) i don't know i forget that forget it forget i said that but you know i'd probably you know it wouldn't be i'd have the mind of a 32 year old uh, man um but if i'd also if i also was in school i'd probably you know come back with some whopper whopper quips i was never very fast for that sort of stuff i think of it after the fact or i probably i probably i'd probably still get nervous i think the context of it would still make me nervous and even as a 32 year old man in a child's body i'd still be like, so sword you know you can actually fuck off sword you know you actually fuck off you know um anyway I'll go for a bit of a longer one here let's have a look um Kathy, my good friend, Kathy Burke. OK, so our um, fourth, fifth and sixth class teacher was leaving on maternity. We were in a small country school and her sub was in chatting to her and meeting the classes before she left. They were sitting at the top of the class, kind of talking and stuff. And the classes were getting bored and chatty. One lad, Patrick, kept chatting over this new substitute teacher who was English, which is relevant uh, for imagining his voice. And so this man just stood up. Mid convo, out of his chair and shouted at Patrick, "You have made an enemy here today, my friend." I <laughs> was a bit Australian. "You have made my you have made an enemy today, my friend, my 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 friend." All right, I am English. You have made an enemy today, my friend. And then he literally, <laughs> literally picked up Patrick for the rest of the year. He was ten. He was such a bully and we all hated him and eventually he got the sack because he threw a pencil at Patrick a few minutes uh, a few months later as I say the child was 10 Patrick you fucking wanker um, really good one Cathy here we go Sinead I once had a teacher that looked the image Earthworm Jim <laughs> I once had a teacher look the image of artworm Jim and I know exactly what he looks like. And he's and he's got eyes coming out. He's got a skinny little top head. He's got a little quivering lip. I can totally see him, Sinead. Um, he was the metalwork teacher. So in TY we had him um, and I was acting out in front of. Oh, hang on. And I was in the acting out in front of teachers to look cool phase of my school years. Scarlet for me. Anyway, when we met all the work classes, I kept making innuendos under my breath along the lines of grinding, welding things together, keeping the surface hot. Um, They were terrible and I was deaf of frigid. Anyway, uh, he had enough of my shy and turned around and in the strongest naughty accent I've ever heard uttered, you are really starting to P.I.S.S. me the fuck off, girl. <laughs> and honestly, I was crowned a class hero and I absolutely sauntered into detention that afternoon. Oh, I love that. Uh, and also, the fact that it's P.I.S.S. the fuck off. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, OK, I got a nice little juicy one here from my mate Roisin. Fellow comedian. Roisin O'Rourke, uh, and I have it for you here. Here we go.
1: Hey, Tony, it's Ro-Ro here, your old pal. Um, I have a story for Moonshore Ragnarok that I remember from school that was really funny. So, But I have to just do it in voice now because it'll just take too long to type. But <clears throat> So, obviously, I was in an all-girls Catholic school, and we, our school kind of had a bit of a theme where a lot of teachers married past pu- like past pupils that they had. So, like, after the girls did their leaving cert, they, like, married them. So, anyway, one of the teachers that we had for French was a guy that married his pupil. And he was just disgusting. And he looked like a giant, whereas, well, he had, like, these huge hands <laughs> and little glasses and stuff. But, anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So, one day, anyway, we were in class and my friend was sitting beside me and she was sucking on a chuba chub. And he walked down and he was like, uh, so he was like, oh, stop sucking on that. You're sucking on that like a, like a baby sucks on a bottle of milk. And then my friend just goes. <laughs> but it was like, she wanted to say it under her breath, but she actually said it at like a normal volume and just goes, yeah, like your wife sucks on your cock. <gasps> and we all were like, <gasps> But it was like, just as he turned around, and it was like you could even see in her face that she was like, oh my God, I've said that out loud. And it was like, she tries to say it under breath. Anyway, he just kept walking to his desk and didn't say anything. So to this day, we don't know. Did he just hear her And he just thought, that is just so far that I just can't even deal with giving out to her about it. And uh, yeah, we'll just never know. But
0: uh, That's brilliant. That's brilliant, Ro. That's brilliant. Um right what else what else we got Bernard Thompson writes once was once sent I once sent the school librarian poo photos in an email Bernard you dirty fucker you yeah. uh, I once sent the, the school librarian poo photos in an email she started crying and as punishment I was forced to clean out the, the the bus parked at the school I found 40 euros under the seats and I bought myself two pizzas Well, I respect the hustle in the pizzas Now, you see, this is where it gets a bit dodged, right? This is where you get dodgy stuff, right? This is where you get, uh, my mate and his penis ended up on the teacher's shoulder when he was sat correcting the homework. This guy got a full shaft on the teacher's shoulder and then back into his uniform before the teacher even noticed. That is just full, that is just full-blown sexual assault. That is just full-blown sexual assault. This one here from Ben Ryan. Uh, Our principal flipped when one of the cleaners found a shit in a lunchbox in the bin. (laughs) Why are you looking in the lunchbox? Just get rid of the whole box. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Shit. That's fucking wild. Someone else sent me one about someone leaving a shit on the tea. that, That is fucking feral and wild stuff. Um. Oh, there's a good one here. This one's from Jude. Um, one time, some absolute legend put a pot noodle in the tabernacle of the school chapel. <laughs> so, Jesus looking a bit wobbly, isn't he? Yeah. So, have you seen Jesus lately? The bloody wobbly, wobble Christ. <laughs> His noodles are wobbly. Uh, Look, I'm not. You know, I've done a lot of podcasts this week. Hi, Tony. This is Dara O'Reilly. Hi, Dara. How you doing? Hi, Tony. Uh, My moonshore Ragnarok comes from a private school in South Dublin. uh, And the reason that has any significance to say is that I wanted to help convey what this teacher was like. So this teacher was a man who clearly never grew out of the lads, lads, lads mentality after leaving school. He enjoyed banter, which was really just bullying the quieter kids to make the more jock-type students laugh he was obsessed with rugby and spoke like someone straight out of what Richard did. Uh, I guess you could say I just couldn't respect him as a man. Um, it was my neighbor's graduation night and they ended up in the pub. Uh, now, most of the younger teachers would go for a drink or two, uh, you know, Except that they're in their 20s surrounded by kids, some of which are definitely still underage, and then go home. This teacher, who wasn't in his 20s uh, and was far too old to be out drinking with them in the first place, got outrageously drunk. I'm already feeling the fear for whatever it is. I know this guy's weird. This is not in the story. I know. I just can feel him just like, <laughs> just laughing at everything everyone's saying, saying, like, Tell you lies, tell you lies. Tell you to do a real good finger of a girl. You know, like just awful. Like you know, him just like here. Can I bum smoke? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, I already. Even though he's so in the wrong, it's so inappropriate. I'm just. I have sympathy. I want to put cash in a troker box to pay off his fear. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> he was. Um, he was far more drunk than any of the students who just left him stumped in the corner, kind of just ignoring the fact he was there. Eventually, he shook himself awake, mumbled that he needed the guys to call him a taxi. Being decent lads, they do. The taxi arrives and my neighbor goes. Uh, uh, my neighbor and one of his mates carried the teacher out to the pub and into the taxi. As they turned to go back into the pub, the taxi driver rolled down the window and said, here, lads, where am I taking him? I can't understand a word he's saying. My neighbor said he and the mate just shared a look. His mate gave him a cheeky smile and a nod before jogging back to the taxi, rapping on the roof on his knuck- with his knuckles and saying, airport, before heading back inside the pub. That's what you get. That's what you get. For not knowing your limits. I have such, oh. I wonder if he ended up, I wonder if he went to the airport and they're like, oh, you know, a taxi, taxi, taxi. And someone's like, I think he says Turkey. I think he wants to go to Turkey. And then it cuts to him and, and the music is all like, you know, I- even though that's not, you know, Turkish music, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of that kind of thing. Oh, brilliant. Oh, the fucking fear of that though. Like just Oh, no, I can stay a bit longer. Like having that cat's away. <laughs> you know. I only say that because I had it over the weekend. Um that's a great one. That's a great one. Um okay, here's another one. Um This one's from Adam Keene. Third year history, Mr. Horn. He was a bit of a wild character, learning about the English occupation in Ireland and how the head English fella in Ireland was called the Viceroy. Well, I was adamant that it was pronounced... Well, I was adamant that it was pronounced Vickery, so kept correcting Mr. Horn as he would say it. There was no maliciousness to it. I was so pig-headed that I thought I was right and I wouldn't drop it. Anyway, the back and forth between me and Mr. Horn, essentially shouting Viceroy and Vickery, Viceroy! So, it's Vickery. Why would it be voiceroy? Vickery uh, at each other, the whole class, uh, in such a state that everyone started shouting Vickery. <laughs> uh, Mr. Horn was properly losing the rag, uh, and he said, if I hear Vickery one more time, I'm getting the principal." Why you got to do that, Mr. Horn? Why you got to do that? Why you got to pull the grenade like that? You know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Rather than saying, lads, come on. Okay, Okay, Vickery. I'll say Vickery now. I'm going to say Vickery. I think you're wrong. I'll say Vickery, right? Then just, you know, if anyone does, if anyone pushes the nuke button one more time, honestly, guys. Um, So, of course, one of the lads down the back pretended to be getting something out of his bag. Classic move. uh, Shouted, Vickery! Uh, While his head was under the desk. Mr. Horn left. And while he was gone. The whole class turned into a pack of wild animals. Shouting and going mad. (laughs) One of the lads up the front. Ripped out the pages of his notebook. The massive one that did the roll call and shit. So upon his return. With the VP. They both lost their shit. He refused to teach us for the rest of the year. About eight weeks from the junior. So me shouting Vickery. Ended up us getting eight weeks of extra free period. Great. So it's actually. It's actually Vickery. I love that. I love when you just want to drop something like that. Uh, But again, you know, I am also, you know, bro, you push them to the fucking limit. You know what I mean? You were wrong. I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning the abuse. But, um, but that's funny. All right. We'll get some other short ones here. Um, what we got. (laughs) Oh, this is good. Um. Leah McSweeney, I called my teacher a nerd for spelling potato wrong, and he threw a board wiper at me and wouldn't give us the second year geography questions for the summer test. <laughs> uh, for spelling potato, you nerd, for spelling potato wrong. I think it's very funny. Um, I had a te- This is one from Lana Tanum. I had a teacher in fifth class who would burst into tears when we wouldn't line up properly for her. All right, we do one more, we do one more, we do one more. Um, all right, this is from Sean Don XE11, XCII Sean Don XE, XEII. Uh, okay, <clears throat> first year in De La Salle, Waterford, we had an Irish teacher that everyone loved. He was a really sound guy, did everything to help you settle in secondary school, etc. Only problem with him is he had some major anger issues. If he ever lost his cool with us, within seconds, he'd be begging us to forgive him. (laughs) Uh, Part of his apology would be he'd bring in a sausage sausage blah later in the week. Blahs are a delicacy in Waterford. They are sacred to us. Sean Totally know what you mean, Lumia blah. So we had a few minor incidents like this over the first few months with him. We figured out if we spaced it out enough, uh, we'd get a few blahs out of him over the year. Around Christmas, uh, we just finished our exams and we were waiting to get our results. We must have asked him every day, so, so, are the tests corrected? One morning before (laughs) before, uh, we could even ask him, uh, he said not to ask about the tests. Within 10 seconds of him saying that, I hear a voice at the back of the room. Sir, can I ask you a question? It was the voice of Donal, the smart arse from Dublin. What, Donald? He replied. With the cheekiest smile I've ever seen, Donal asked. Are the tests correct? Donal wasn't even halfway through his question when the teacher grabbed the projector. We all know how heavy and clunky overhead projectors are. And he fucked it right at Donal at the back of the room. He overshot it completely. And it smashed off the wall just by Donald Sir, are the tests correct? Ah! the silence the tension it was like nothing I've ever experienced before our classroom door opens up and who pops in but the principal brother Damien the teacher goes outside to explain what happened I'm convinced he's getting sacked we don't say a word Donald looks like he's seen a ghost the teacher walks back in apologises to us all for his reaction the room is silent until a voice pipes up and says sure that must be worth three sausage Blaz." the teacher got up left the room we didn't see him until after Christmas break that is, that's, and you know what as well I appreciate, bro? Sean, what you did, you sent that in little bite-sized chunks. Little bite-sized chunks. All those little breaks, they were on Sean. Thank you very much, Sean. That's some good moonshore Ragnarok. I tell you, we had a teacher flip, right? We had this teacher. Well, actually, in sixth class, something really weird happened where... There was issues within the school and we'd always see teachers kind of going off and talking and I don't think they were getting on very well with the principal and there was all these kind of budget cuts and stuff and there was bigger issues that were affecting the whole the whole school and there was always a bit of drama going on the teachers and That because one of the teachers would just spill the fucking tea this guy Mr. Kilbride killer they called him right he would just fucking spill the tea he would just be totally honest with all the lads he would just let know what was going on he didn't give a fuck he seemed like he wanted to get sacked to perfectly honest right. Um, and he had this high ace van, and he would just pack it full of lads and just go off and, like, you know, go to a fucking park and go and swim. And nothing weird. It wasn't weird then. Right? It wasn't weird. It was just, you know, he was kind of known for he'd ferry around the GAA team, was mad involved with that. And it seemed like whenever there was a teacher involved in sports, as long as they didn't go directly down the jock route of totally alienating the rest of the class, they normally were up for a good chat. And that, the kind of locker room banter, you know, would normally you know, in some way dilute into the classroom so it wouldn't be completely uptight. You'd had a better relationship, right? So we were told at the end of fifth class that we were getting Killer, right, to be our sixth class teacher. And we were like, unreal, unreal. Killer hadn't taught sixth class in a while. And he was now teaching it with us. We were all getting mad excited about it. He came in. He told us everything we were going to be doing for the year. He was all like, you know, we're going to just go, we're going to fuck off, you know, and go fucking swimming. We're just going to fuck off and go to the park, you know. We're going to do classes outside. I'm going to teach you how to make a, you know, bow and arrow or some shit. I don't know. He was just unreal. Like everything he was saying was like, yes, this is unreal. We had, you know, and then um, and then it was almost like uh, the principal pumped in and his face just dropped. Right, he had a weird relationship with the principal and his face just dropped. He's like, can I talk to you for a second? He's like, I'll be back in a sec, lads. Right, and he left. And he didn't come back for about 15 minutes, right? And in comes this other teacher. I'm going to call him Mr. D, right? Mr. D. And he comes in and he's a fucking hard ass. And he was all like, so there's been a bit of a mess up here. I'm actually going to be taking you for sixth class, right? We're going to start right now. Open your books. And we're like, what the fuck? He was almost like, it's almost like he came in with some sort of like prison mentality of like you need to take out the biggest guy or something like that or become someone's bitch and this guy was no one's bitch right he just came in like a house on fire I remember there was lads just sitting there crying (laughs) crying being like we really wanted killer you know we really wanted killer so it started off on the wrong foot and then we had the whole summer so that was the last day of fifth class then we had the whole summer right and he was fucking weird right he was weird he just didn't really get things he would just get he had such a temper on him right and we just come from the teacher who had thought Owen Hart's death was funny. Do you know what I mean? So we were all, you know, we, we, had, we got on very well with him. Um, so we come in the first. So anyway, two stories I'll tell you about Mr. D, right? So that's how we started to started off on the wrong foot. I don't even know how interesting that is, but that's just my memory of it, right? Um, he had to teach us, um, like, sexual education, Right. And he had been putting it off, and I had been hearing stories from other classes where the teachers, what they would do is they would get a box and put it in the, at the top of the thing. And then they would have sexual education at the second half of one day. And, you know, in the lunch or leading up to it, if you had any question, you could kind of fold it and put it in. So we heard one story of a teacher taking one of the notes out and said, what's a 69? Well, I'll tell you, lads, it's the best night you'll ever have. <laughs> like 69. I'll tell you this, 69s, i do not know, I'm talking for experience, but, you know, it's, you know, they're all right. Anyway, <laughs> um, I prefer bloody ninety nine spooning. You know, I tell you, I bloody, uh, I, lo- I prefer bloody sixty six or a ninety six having a scrap, having a scrap with the wife. Um, I tell you, it was it was more of an it was more of a ninety six than a sixty nine. We were facing the other way last night. We're having a scrap. Oh, awful! We're t- we're contemplating divorce. Um, so when it came around to him doing this um, sexual education, he was just really nervous and really weird. And I remember, I don't remember how the fully thing went, but I remember it was just four hours of grueling, like explicit. It was not, there was, and, and I tell you, we still didn't know how a baby was made, right? It was just fucking, you know, he was saying stuff like, you know, you know, you might be getting a, you might be getting a boner looking at a girl and you might be thinking, oh, she's a real prick teaser. And I'm like, who fucking, you? are we saying that? Are we saying that or nine-year-olds? Are we, are we? Hey, do you know that girl over there? From yeah, she's a real prick teaser. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Um, and then it got to a point where he was then like kind of like listing off kind of medical conditions that can happen to your penis. And he was like, you might occasionally find a bit of blood in your semen. And like two lads passed out. So that was one thing, right? And it was just gross. And actually, I remember I had to walk a couple of lads around. Like, twi- like, two lads were like, sir, can I leave? <laughs> sir, can I just fucking go? And I had to walk them around the yard because they were feeling sick. That was, like, a thing. Being like, sir, I don't feel well. Okay, we'll send someone out to walk around the yard with you. And I was like, I'll fucking get the fuck out of here. But at the end of the class, he was all like, and I'll tell you, uh, I'll give no homework now uh, to the whole class if someone can tell me what the missionary position is. And me being a little dirty fuck, I was all like, is when the man's on top and the girl's on the bottom and they're lying flying each other. And he's like, no homework for everyone. And everyone cheered. And I was like, what the fuck is... This? Like, at the time, I was like, I'm a legend because I know about sex. And that's what I thought. Like, I'm a legend, you know. And now I'm sure that didn't have any fucking effect on the rest of my life, being like, oh, maybe if I'm looking," at you. Um, and I was a legend because we're like, Gia Canwell got us no homework because he's a little dirty fuck. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but the biggest freak out, right, I don't... And this is the frustrating thing is I don't remember what it was over, right? But we had a guy in our class, now a very popular... Uh, Irish sports star. I'm going into too much detail. I probably shouldn't even have said that. Um, but Mr. D hated him, right? Hated him. Would always flip out on him, right? And I don't remember what it was that sent him over the edge. But I remember this that whatever it was, he picked up this chap, picked him up, and threw him onto the coat rack. And for us being children, this was like a fucking uppercut in Mortal Kombat onto the spikes, and we were like, "Whoa!" Onto the coat rack. I don't know what he said. It must have been something personal. It must have been something fucking good. But that was not about that. And he came in the next day, and he was crying. And I was like, "This is what the fuck is this shit?" Like <laughs> no. And he came in crying. I was like, "Lads, I'm just so sorry. I'm just so sorry." And I was like, "This is some sad, sad." horrible stuff. I've I've said it to him and, you know, I've said it to his father and, you know, I'm going to be seeking, you know. We're like, what the fuck is this shit? But it was juicy. You know, it was juicy being like, no, you're in the wrong. That's a bit too, that's a bit too, Um, yeah, I don't really get the point of why he just said that. Um, But he fucking flipped, he threw him on, like, he threw him on the spikes. That's what we just kept, you know, being so, fixated on being like he was—he could have been stabbed he could have been impaled you know these little blunt knobs that were hanging off the coat rack and um, but for us that was like honestly getting like an uppercut from scorpion in mortal kombat um here's a nice little light one to end us off here and i thank you very much for providing this again as i said this is my fourth podcast this week i'm on stay cache so i appreciate you my beloved followers you know jesus only had 12 for uh, uh or listeners for uh providing this, this is a, a nice little one to round us off uh, from Aaron Flanagan. We were in transition year, and my French teacher gave me a bad note for laughing. I told her, A day without laughter is a day wasted. Took out a yellow card from my pocket and blew a whistle. She actually took a U turn herself and didn't give me the bad note in the end. that's what I'm talking about great job Aaron and thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed this there are better podcasts on the Patreon some people have told me and I don't think they're wrong that the podcasts on the Patreon are actually better than these podcasts there are over 700 people there is genuinely I cannot believe it 700 people who are now patrons of the podcast um, who are listening to an extra shit show podcast uh, every single week and an extra uh, movie podcast every single month Give it a listen, give it a lash, give it a try and see how you get on. Uh, if not, I'll see you next Tuesday. See you NT and I love you loads. and mwah.
1: Just don't